Hello, and welcome to Sharing Our Journey, a podcast from Harrodsburg Baptist Church, where we're all about sharing our journey toward Jesus. Before we hear from Dr. Paul Gibson, we'd like to invite you to take that journey with us. To find out more, follow us on social media at HBC Harrodsburg or visit harrodsburgbaptist.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you very soon. Hey everyone, we are so thankful that you have tuned in to our uh, HBC sermon broadcast and our HBC podcast. Today we're going to be continuing in the story. Uh, This time we're going to be looking at chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at the story of Abraham. And if you were with us today at HBC in person, you uh, watched me lead the congregation through the song, Father Abraham. It's a song that many of us sang every summer during Vacation Bible School. And have you ever stopped to wonder, why did we sing that song? Why did we stand up and sing a goofy song moving our arms and our legs and nodding our head and turning around and sitting down. Why did we sing a song about Father Abraham? Well, the answer is simple. We sing a song about Father Abraham. We sing a song about Father Abraham because it points to our first father in the faith. Want to guess who that is? You're right. It's Father Abraham. We sing Father Abraham, redundancy intended, because it points to Father Abraham. And as we look at chapter 2 today in the story, we're going to learn that God made a promise to Father Abraham and to his wife, Sarah. We're also going to ask ourselves, do we believe this promise? Do we believe the promise that God made to Abraham and Sarah? We're also going to learn that if we believe in this promise, and ultimately believing in God's redemption plan through Jesus, if we believe in that promise, it's credited to us as righteousness. And the last thing we're going to do today is we're going to learn, and I pray this really sinks in, we're going to learn that God is still faithful to His promises. So those are the four things we're going to learn today. We're going to learn that God made a promise to Abraham and Sarah. We're going to ask ourselves if we believe this promise. We're going to learn that belief in God's promises results in righteousness with God, our righteousness. And then last but not least, definitely not least, we're going to learn that God continues to be faithful to His promises. So let's learn about the promise that God made to Abraham and Sarah. If you have your copy of the story, I encourage you to turn over to page 13. If you have a regular Bible in front of you, I encourage you to turn over to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Let's read Genesis 12, 1 through 4, coming from page 13 of the story. The Lord God had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. I encourage you to read along on page 15, or turn over to Genesis 15, verses 1 through 6. Page 15 in the story, or Genesis 15, 
verses 1 through 6, as we look at the promise God made to Abraham and Sarah. Middle of the page, on page 15 of the story, or Genesis 15, 1 through 6. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Abram, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And Scripture says, Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Let's continue to read the story of Abraham by turning over to page 17 in the story, or by reading Genesis 17, 1 through 8. Page 17 of the story, and Genesis 17, 1 through 8. Scripture says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. To be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you, the covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. Now, if you're reading in a regular Bible, jump down to verse 15 of Genesis 17. If you're reading in the story, let's continue to read on page 17. At the very bottom. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised to Sarah. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, at the very time God had promised him. God made a promise to Abraham and Sarah that the whole world through Abraham and Sarah's offspring, or another way to say it, that the whole world through Abraham's family would be blessed. And if you look over in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, we learn that the ultimate offspring of Abraham and Sarah is Jesus. So ultimately, God blessed the whole world through Abraham's offspring, Jesus. Jesus was God's fulfillment to the promise 
to Abraham and Sarah, but not only is Jesus God's fulfillment to the promise of Abraham and Sarah, as we looked at last week, Jesus was and is God's rescue mission for broken humanity. Jesus was and is the hero of the story. It is through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection that we have the forgiveness of sins. Through Jesus, who is of the offspring of Abraham and Sarah, we become children of God. So God's promise to Abraham and Sarah directly affects us because God fulfilled his promise to Abraham and Sarah by bringing Jesus into the world. And it's through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection we become children of God. We experience forgiveness of sins. And I think a question we have to ask today is this, do we believe God's promise to Abraham? Because when I read the entirety of Scripture, I think there's a truth here we need to wrestle with. No belief in God's promise to Abraham and Sarah equals no Christianity. No belief in God's promise to Abraham and Sarah equals no Christianity. Why do I say that? Because all the story, the story we're studying, Scripture, God breathed, God truthed, God's word to us, all of Scripture moving forward is about God fulfilling His promise to Abraham and Sarah through Jesus. All of the Old Testament points to Jesus. All of the New Testament points back to Jesus. Except for Revelation. It's a little finicky and we'll get to that later in the year. But Abraham and Sarah, their promise or God's promise to them was fulfilled through the birth of Jesus. And it's through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection that we have the forgiveness of sins. Therefore, if we don't believe in God's promise to Abraham and Sarah... We don't believe in one of the central core truths of Christianity. So the question is, do we believe? Because belief in God's promise, belief in God, belief in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection means or equals righteousness with God. Belief in God's promise to Abraham and Sarah, belief in God, belief in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection means righteousness with God. And here's why I say that. Genesis 15, 6 says that Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Now I'm going to read a passage of Scripture to you from Romans 4. And we're going to see that, yes, God credited it to Abraham as righteousness because he believed God. But we're going to see in this passage to Romans 4 that if we believe God, it's also credited to us as righteousness. If you have your Bible, turn over to Romans chapter 4.18. If you have a copy of the story in front of you, I encourage you to just allow this passage to wash over you. Romans 4.18. The Apostle Paul wrote, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet Abram or Abraham did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. And Scripture says in verse 22, This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. 
Now, I strongly encourage you to listen to 23 through 25. This is verse 23. The words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. I want to read verses 23 and 24 one more time. The words it was credited to him were not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. How can you be made right in the eyes of God? It's through faith. Through faith in God's promise. Through faith in God's promise that he would bless the world through Abraham and, offspring, and Sarah's offspring. And that, that ultimate offspring, that ultimate, ultimate family member that would come many generations later was Jesus. And we know by reading scripture that through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we can have the forgiveness of sins. And I know I've said that multiple times this morning, but I say it over and over again, hoping that it will sink in and that we will believe it. That it can be credited to us as righteousness if we believe in Jesus. If we believe in his life, death, and resurrection. You know, I want to spend just a moment and talk about the difference between grace and faith. Grace is basically God chose us through Jesus. Nothing we could do, nothing we could bring to the Lord. We're broken, messy, sinful human beings. There's nothing that we can do to be made right in His eyes. That's what Adam and Eve experienced last week when they were on the outside of the garden looking in. They couldn't fix it. Yet God had a plan, and that plan was Jesus. Today we're learning that God had a promise. He had a promise to Abraham and Sarah, and the fulfillment of that promise was Jesus, and it's through God's grace that he had a redemption plan. It's through God's grace that he had a promise. And that promise is Jesus. And through God's grace, through Jesus, he chose us to be redeemed. But see, we have a part to play when it comes to being redeemed. And that part is faith. We have to choose whether or not we believe in Jesus. We have to choose whether or not we believe in God's promise to Abraham and Sarah that was ultimately fulfilled through Jesus the Messiah. Do you believe in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection? Do you believe that Jesus' life, death, and resurrection brings about the forgiveness of sins? Do you believe that you're a broken, messy, sinful person who have no power on your own can redeem your relationship back to the Father, but through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, you can experience such redemption? You see, grace is God choosing us. Faith is believing in God's power to choose us through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. 
We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus. And I want to ask you one more time, do you believe in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection? Do you believe that Jesus' life, death, and resurrection is for the forgiveness of sins? Do you believe that you're a broken, messy, sinful human being that cannot fix your broken relationship with God the Father? But that Jesus fixes your broken relationship to God the Father through His life, death, and resurrection. You know, one of the things I encourage you to see is that even today, just as if or just as, not if, but just as God fulfilled His promise to Abraham and Sarah, God continues to be faithful today to fulfill His promises. God continues to be faithful today to fulfill His promises. Let me read 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 to you. The Apostle Paul once again wrote, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through Him, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And what Paul is saying here in 2 Corinthians is that all the promises of God find their fulfillment in Jesus. And then he goes on to say, And so through Him, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And Amen basically means, let it be, or this is truth. So my best understanding of this passage is that when we believe God's promise to Abraham and Sarah, that Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of that promise, that Jesus is the true Messiah, that it's through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection that we can have forgiveness of sins, that it's through Jesus that our broken, messy, sinful selves can be redeemed back to the Father. When we believe that, when we put faith and trust in God's plan and in God's promise, what happens to us is that we become God's amen. Meaning, we become the example, we become the witness to this world so that when the world looks at us, they know that Jesus is real. So that when the world looks at us, they know that God is real. And they know that God is faithful to fulfill His promises. And all of His promises are fulfilled through Jesus. And I get it. Believing in God's promises can be hard right now. As we suffer through a pandemic, as many of us struggle with private things that no other people know about, carrying heavy burdens that are unseen, we look up to heaven and we might even shake our fist at God and say, promises? What promises? Where are you? But I encourage you to see that Abraham did the same thing. He said, God, I know you promised us a child. I know you promised to bless the whole world through our family. But God, we don't have any children. How are you going to fulfill your promise if we don't have any children? And if you're in a tough spot today and you're questioning God, I encourage you to see that Abraham questioned God. See, I don't necessarily believe that questioning God is wrong. I'm sorry. I don't necessarily believe that questioning God is wrong. I actually think questioning God is powerful as long as we run to Him and take to Him our doubts and our questions. Because here's the truth, friend. God is big enough to handle our doubts and our questions. And I think when we're honest with God, 
When we run to Him with our doubts and questions, we discover just how big and real and true and faithful God is. You know, Abraham and Sarah were barren. There was a family dispute between Abraham's two wives. Abraham was told to sacrifice Isaac, and Isaac was his offspring. And if Abraham sacrificed Isaac, then what about the promise? Jacob wrestled with God. For Abraham and Sarah and his family, it was challenge after challenge after challenge, question after question after question. God, are you there? Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to fulfill your promises? And yet through all these challenges, God was faithful. And He fulfilled His promise to Abraham and Sarah through the birth of Jesus. And again, I strongly encourage you today to know that God continues to be faithful. God is faithful through a pandemic. God is faithful through any setback. God is faithful through and bigger than any sin. God is faithful to His promise to continue to redeem the world through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And the question is, do you believe that God is faithful? Do you believe that God continues to fulfill His promise to redeem the world, to redeem me, to redeem you through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection? I want to close with this story. It's a story that some of you have heard me share before. But it's a, it's a lightning rod moment in my life, and I guess I can say that pun intending, because I'm going to be talking about a friend of mine named Rod. It, it's a story that will forever be etched in my mind because of Rod's faith, Rod's belief in God's ability to fulfill His promises. You see, Rod was not only a very dear friend of mine, he was a family member. And a little over two years ago, Rod was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer. Rod went through multiple major surgeries. He thought time and again that uh, the next surgery could be the surgery that was too great that would take his life. Yet God blessed Rod, and Rod had a tremendous amount of faithfulness through the whole cancer journey. But it's another story about Rod that, that is a lightning rod moment for me that I'll always remember hearing and a story that will always be etched in my mind. And that has to do with Rod and his wife dealing with infertility. They struggled with infertility, and they went to see the infertility specialist one day, and the doctor looked at Rod and his wife and said, based on all these tests, you have about a 2% chance of conceiving. So Rod and his wife left the doctor that day just carrying the heavy weight of the news they had just received. And as they're driving home, they come to a stoplight. And at that stoplight, Rod looked over at his wife and said, I want you to know that I will take God and 2% every day. <laughs> I will take God and 2% every day. And here was Rod choosing to doggedly believe in the promise of God that he was faithful. And God blessed Rod and his wife's faith. They went on to have two beautiful little girls that are now um, becoming heroes of the faith, influencing their schools 
with their faith in Jesus. And I encourage you to see that Rod's story didn't end in a storybook way. Because approximately a decade later, he ended up losing his life to cancer. But even as Rod was dying of cancer, he chose to doggedly believe that God was faithful to fulfill his promises. And I had the opportunity to, to visit Rod during his last week of life, and I shared this story with permission. As we're sitting in Rod's living room, as he's fading in and out of consciousness, I was reading scripture to him, and Rod and I read Revelation 21 and 22. And I said, Rod, I said, you know that you're going to be experiencing that soon. And Rod got a big grin on his face. And he said, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Here was a man soon to pass from this world, continuing to doggedly believe in the promise of God that when, he, that when his life was over, he was going to see Jesus face to face. I pray my faith is more like Rod's. I pray my belief is more like Rod's. And I want to ask you, do you believe God is faithful? Do you believe that God is faithful today to fulfill His promises? Do you believe that Jesus is God's ultimate fulfilled promise? God is faithful. He is definitely faithful through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you believe? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for sharing our journey. If you'd like to join us for worship, we come together on Sundays at 10 a.m. at Harrodsburg Baptist Church, 312 South Main Street, Harrodsburg, Kentucky. For more information, follow us on social at HBC Harrodsburg or visit harrodsburgbaptist.org. As you go, we pray that you will share your journey toward Jesus with others. May the love of the Father, the grace of Jesus, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you.